Let's take our Bibles and go to the book of Hebrews and also put a marker in Genesis chapter number 5. We'll say this also for the lessons that I've been teaching in here. We've been recording those and uh, on, our, on my webpage, pulpitofflame.com, under the podcast, you'll see the audio of those are up. Uh, well, the last two are up. The other one will go up next uh, tomorrow. Uh, so if you want to listen to those again, they are available. Hebrews chapter 11 is where we'll begin. And uh, we will read our introductory verses 1 through 3 once again. Then we'll get to verses 5 and 6. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Let's jump down to verse 5. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Let's pray. We'll get into the lesson. Father, help us this morning as we once again look into the subject of faith. And these examples that you gave for us here in this chapter, may we learn some things this morning that would help us to grow in our faith. And we'll thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll not do a lot of review on that. We've been looking at lessons of faith, what faith is. Uh, I think probably one of the key verses besides verses 1 through 3 of Hebrews is Romans 1, 17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. We ought to live our lives in such a way that we're going from one moment of faith to another moment of faith. Our problem is as, a, as human beings in flesh, we like to go by sight. What we can figure out, and that's probably the biggest danger as you grow older as a believer. You've been down this road before. You've seen a lot of, oh, I know what to do. And we start walking by past experience instead of by faith, instead of trusting God. And so uh, these these verses and these, these examples that God is showing us uh, really help us with that. Last week we looked at, at the life of Abel and we saw that faith produces sacrifice, it provides a witness, and it perpetuates for generations. This morning we're going to look at Enoch. Enoch was the, in the seventh generation from Adam. He was the father of Methuselah, the grandfather of Lamech, and the great-grandfather of Noah. Just kind of put that in perspective. Uh, the people that, uh, that he was around. And the Bible says about him that Enoch walked with God. That's what it says in the book of Genesis. And we'll get to that moment. Um, and it says that he walked with God and he was not for God took him. He walked with God. Walked means to go along with, to keep a pace, uh, to, 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 uh, to be conversant. Um, no doubt when you were courting your spouse, you walked, it took some walks together. Uh, when Rhonda and I were in college, we used to walk around that stupid lake at House Anderson College and get attacked by all the ducks. You couldn't sit down because all of a sudden there are ducks everywhere because everybody had fed them all the potato chips that they were carrying. Those ducks, none of them could fly. They ate too much junk food. They couldn't get <laughs> off the ground. But we'd go out there and walk and you'd sit and talk. Well, the Bible says about Enoch, he walked with God. That means he was, he was conversing with God. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more. Uh, he's one of only two men recording the Bible that specifically says they walked with God. Enoch, and who was the other one? Noah. He walked with God. 
Um, he's also one of uh, two men that uh, recorded as going to heaven without dying. Enoch was translated that he should not see death. The other one was Elijah, went up on the fiery chariot. And, uh, and so uh, the Bible says there, look again at verse number five. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Uh, translation uh, is taking a word from one language and putting it into another without changing its meaning. That can be difficult. Think about this, what God did to Enoch. He took him from one world and put him into another. And he's, he's an Old Testament type of the rapture of the church. Amen. Won't that be wonderful? Well, we'll be changed. And, and uh, his body was changed so that he could live in heaven forever. Uh, it says in Genesis 5 and verse number 24, And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Enoch was an amazing man, and we're going to look at some things here about him that I think will help us understand what God means about Enoch and his faith. Back in Hebrews, it says in verse number 5, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Beginning of verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him. The first thought in the life of Enoch Faith brings God's approval. It says that he pleased God. Uh, for me, in, in, in my ministry, uh, probably the thing that encouraged me most was pastoring my very first church. I was uh, 29 years old, and my dad was a member. My dad's an evangelist. Let me just say this. If you're going to pastor your first church in your 20s, don't have your preacher daddy as a member. <laughs> Don't do it. Dad and I are close. I love him dearly. But that was challenging, all right? <laughs> but uh, I remember after one Sunday, we had a, a great Sunday, and Dad walked up to me afterwards, after church. And he said, son, I'm proud of you. I'm pleased with what God's doing in your life, and I'm pleased with you. Amen. It didn't matter to me what anybody else in the world said to me that day. Why? Because Dad was pleased. Amen? And, and, and that's important to us. And, and, and think about this. Here, the Bible says about Enoch, he pleased God. God liked him, liked what he was doing. How did that happen? By faith. Verse 6, but without faith it is impossible to please him. So we understand Enoch had faith and that faith pleased God, but what was the content of that faith? I'm glad the Bible answers that. Look at chapter, six, uh, chapter 11, verse 6, again. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is. The content, first of all, of Enoch's faith is he believed God is. By the way, that's continual present tense. Amen? Um, to Enoch, God was a certainty. Just ask you, is God a certainty into your life? So, well, yeah, I'm a believer, but do you live that way? The truth is, many of us as believers, we live as practical atheists. We don't talk to God any more than the guy that's not saved. We say we believe our Bible, but we don't read our Bible any more than the guy who doesn't believe the Bible. 
happens. So Enoch, he, he believed that God is. He was a certainty in his life. He, he was very confident in who his faith was placed in. Take your Bibles, you're there in Hebrews. Go to, Gen, uh, to John chapter 20. We'll come right back to Hebrews. But John 20, these are some of my favorite verses in the Scripture because it explains for us what God does with, with portions of the Scripture, specifically the book of John. And of course, the book of John chapter 20 is the story of the, the, the day of the resurrection, the first day of the week when, when Mary Magdalene uh, goes to the tomb and, and then, the, then Peter and John run to the tomb. And then in the evening, verse 19, uh, Jesus appears to, to the, the disciples, the believers in the upper room. And we see there that um, verse number 20, and when he had so said, he showed them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Uh, verse number uh, 24, but Thomas was not, uh, Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. And the other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, I will, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days again, his disciples were within, Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then he said to Tom, then said he unto Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. Be not faithless, but believing. Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen, yet have believed. Thomas only believed because he saw the resurrected Christ. And Jesus said, I'm glad you believe, but he said, blessed are they that have not seen, yet have believed. That's us. We've not seen him. Not yet. But we will. Amen. But look at verse, verses 30 and 31. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. Don't you wish you knew what those were? All the other stuff he did that's not written down. We get to heaven. We got a lot to learn. It's all the stuff he did. Look at verse 31. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. You wonder why we, we tell people that are, that are hungering about learning whether, how to get saved, and, but they're not there yet. We tell them, read the book of John. And that's why God put the book of John in the Bible, so we know who Jesus is, that he's God in the flesh. That's why we tell people to just get saved. Read the book of John. Just stay there. Read it through several times. Why? Because it helps you understand who Jesus is. The content of Enoch's faith was he believed God is. He knew God, knew who he was, believed he existed. But go back to Hebrews 11, if you will. There's more to the content of his faith. Look at verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, how many of you would say going to heaven without dying is a reward? I'd say so. That's pretty good. We talk about doing promotions for Sunday school. That's the best Sunday school promotion you've ever seen. Amen. I'd like to go to heaven without dying. That's what I'm praying for. Amen. Dr. Joe Boyd, you say, I'm looking for the upper taker, not the undertaker. Amen. And here we find that, that, that Enoch, he pleased God. He was translated that he should not see death. Why? Because he believed that God is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. 
You know what that tells us about Enoch? He sought God. You ever looked for somebody, you couldn't find them? Maybe you're out with, with family and, and uh, it happens with the kids when they're in the store, they get away from you. I know none of you have ever done this, but I know parents who have, when the kids have done that, they hid from them in the store. I would never do such a thing. Well, I probably would, but anyway. And you're looking everywhere. You can't find them. And you diligently search. The Bible says that those that have faith, that are, that, that, that are full of faith and live by faith, they'll diligently seek God, and that's what Enoch did. Uh, the Bible says in Psalm 9 and verse 10, They that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. Uh, he says in, in Psalm 27 and verse 4, I love this verse, One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, and to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to acquire at his temple. He said, I'm going to seek him. Psalm 27, it's an amazing chapter. I wish we had time to go there. Look, uh, verse number 8 of Psalm 27 says this, When thou sayest, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Enoch was a man who, who believed God is, but then he diligently sought him. I wonder, are you seeking the Lord? So, well, I'm already saved. That's not what I'm talking about. Enoch was already a believer. But are you seeking him? Do you, do you look for opportunities to, to be with him, to, to talk with him, to get to know him? Back in, let's go to Genesis again, Genesis 5. We'll begin at verse number 21. Remember, this is one of the guys that, this is the second individual God listed in his hall of fame of faith, Enoch. It says in verse 21 of, of Genesis 5, And Enoch lived sixty and five years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah three hundred years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were three hundred sixty and five years, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. In the Old Testament, that's about all it says about him. <laughs> Think about this. It says he walked with God. Look at verse 22. He walked with God after he begat Methuselah three hundred years and begat sons and daughters. When he was sixty-five, Enoch had a son. His son's name was Methuselah. And after that, he started walking with God. I don't know what his first 65 years were like. The Bible does not tell us. But when his son was born, his walk changed. I remember my dad telling me when we were expecting our first child, Becky, Dad told me, he said, son, when you become a father, you will just begin to understand the nature of God. I had no idea how wise that statement was. But Enoch, when, when his son Methuselah was born, his, his life changed, his walk changed. It's interesting. The name Methuselah means this. When he is gone, it shall be sent. Like, that's a weird name. You ever wonder where people get their names? Heard about the Native American family, they were talking about where they got their names. And, uh, you know, the little boy goes to his dad and said, Dad, how'd you come up with a name for us kids? 
He said, well, son, here's what we do. He said, as, as, as Indians, when, when a child is born, the first thing we see after the birth, we'll name them that. That's why your sister, she was born in the middle of the night. And it was in the teepee, and she was born. I walked outside and saw the falling star. I named her Falling Star. It said, your little sister, when she was born, uh, I walked out of the teepee and saw a spotted fawn running across the, the, the meadow, and I, I named her Spotted Fawn. Why do you ask, puking dog? But anyway... <laughs> Methuselah, when he is gone, it shall be sent. If you trace out the genealogies, the year Methuselah died is the year the flood came. When he is gone, it shall be sent. You see, God got Enoch's attention, and from that moment on, he walked with God. His life changed. You see, by faith, Enoch believed God's warning of judgment, and it changed his walk. When you and I begin to really believe what this book says, it will change who we are and what we do. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The very next verse, verse 18 of 2 Corinthians 5 says, and all things are of God. He's the one that does the changing. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Uh, it says back in Hebrews, by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death. What happened? He began to walk with God. Uh, to walk, as we said already, means to go somewhere. I love uh, Amos 3.3 says, can two walk together except they be agreed? You never want to take a walk with somebody that you're arguing with. Unless it's like, you know, meet me outside. That's not a walk. But, uh, but he walked with God. You know what that means? He went the direction God was going. A little girl one day came home from Sunday school after hearing the story of Enoch. And mom and dad asked her, what did you learn in Sunday school? Well, I learned about Enoch. What about Enoch? Well, he walked with God. What about, what about him? Well, he went to God's house. So well, when did he go to God's house? It says, well, he walked with God all day, and because there's no night in heaven, God said, come to my house, and they've stayed all day, and he never has come home. <laughs> but he walked with God. It means he went God's direction and talked about the things God wanted to talk about. That's what his faith did. It changed his walk. But quickly, I want to just show you one more thing about Enoch. Go to the book of Jude, little book of Jude, just before the Revelation. It's one of those books we very rarely go to, and there's a lot in this little book. But we find out something very interesting about Enoch in this book of Jude. Look at verse number 14, if you will. Jude 1, of course, verse number 14. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints 
to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murderers and complainers walking after their own lust and their, and their mouths speaking speak with great swelling words having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. He says here that Enoch, he prophesied, he preached. What did he preach? Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. Enoch was talking about the second advent of Christ. He was not talking about the rapture. He was talking about when Jesus comes with his own to this earth. Now we're waiting for when Jesus comes for his own. That's the next event on God's prophetic calendar. Amen. We're waiting for the trumpet to come up hither and we're out of here. Hallelujah. But this is talking about at the end of that seven-year tribulation, when Jesus comes back with all of us are coming, riding on white horses, his army, and God's going to take care of the enemies finally once and for all. Amen. All those that have fought against him and spoken against him, the, the battle of Gog and Magog, that's what Enoch preached about. Man, can you imagine? He preached Jesus was coming with his saints. And then, what does it say? That God would execute judgment. Verse 15. Um, Enoch, he walked with God. His faith brought God's approval. I wonder, ask yourself this question. Is God pleased with me? That's a, that's a very sobering thought. To just stop and think, is God pleased with me? What I'm doing and how I'm, how I'm living. But then it, his faith altered his walk. Methuselah was born. It changed his life. From that moment on, he walked with God. Are you allowing your faith to change things in your life? It ought to. It's easier to stay unchanged and live by sight. But Enoch showed us we're to walk with God. It changes our walk. It changes how we live. And then the last thing about him, faith focuses your message. What did Enoch preach about? About that day when we will be with Christ. He's talking about that day that Jesus will be ruling and reigning here on the earth. Amen. Won't that be wonderful? And we look at all the, the different political leaders and business leaders of today's world, and I don't know about you, but it makes me sick. I, just, I don't watch the news. I can't. I'll end up breaking my television. Just... <laughs> Sometimes I wonder, are we being run by kindergartners? And then I don't want to insult the kindergartners. So. But Enoch said, because of his faith, I, I know the person I believe in. I know he is. And I diligently seek him. Because of that, it alters my life. I live differently. Let me ask you a question. What are you doing differently now than you were doing before you got saved? Your life ought to change. Think about what faith did for the disciples. I was thinking this morning about, about Peter and James and John. They were fishermen. They owned a fishing business. They became great preachers of the gospel. Pastors and, you know, writing portions of scripture. Why? Because of faith. It changed them. It changed their life. It also changes the focus of, of what you talk about, your message. As a believer, our focus ought to be on the Lord and talking about Him. Talking about the Lord is way more important than talking about some political thing going on or a sporting event. 
or the weather. Because the things about the Lord are for, forever. Amen? Enoch, his faith brought God's approval. His faith altered his walk. And his faith focused his message. He began to warn people about the Lord. Let me close with this thought. Charles Spurgeon said, Enoch walked with God for 300 years. This implies perseverance. You have received Christ. Persevere in receiving Him. Every day, walk with Him. You have come to trust Him. Keep on trusting Him. Uh, you hang about His neck as a poor, helpless sinner. Remain hanging there. Abide in Him. What are you saying? Know what you believe and never change. But you only will do that if you're walking with God, living by faith. Uh, do you realize that when Enoch walked with God, he was the only one that was doing that? He stood and proclaimed righteousness, and the Bible doesn't record anybody else in his generation doing that. I wonder if maybe his great-grandson Noah learned that from him. When we get to heaven, it'll be fun to learn some of those things. How's your faith? Are you pleasing God? Has your walk been altered? How's your message? Lessons of faith. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the example of Enoch. You don't really tell us a whole lot about him, but you tell us enough that can help us in our walk of faith. May this week we diligently seek you. May we live like we believe you are who you say you are. May that alter our behavior, and may it alter our message. Help us this week to be people of faith, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.